We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. And welcome back, everybody. It is time for episode two of The Breakdown. I'm Matt Hamilton. That's Matt Castle. You know him. Uh, we are so excited to get back into the film room with you guys. Uh, what an incredible debut from the Kansas City Chiefs. It could not have been more of a perfect start for this team uh, in that blowout win over the Cardinals. Matt, what stood out to you most about what we saw from that Chiefs offense on Sunday? Well, I think everybody's question this whole offseason, what are they going to do? No Tyreek Hill. How are, how are they going to manage without that explosive threat on the field? How is it going to change their offensive structure? What's going to take place? And you saw it. Look, it's Patrick Mahomes, guys. Like, this guy is special. He's unique. His ability to make plays inside the pocket, outside the pocket. I mean, there, there's nobody in the league, I feel like, that is as elusive inside the pocket that creates those secondary avenues for him to escape but keeps his eyes downfield and makes big play after big play. Uh, I mean, how he dispersed the ball, I thought they the, the play calling was outstanding. And they just – they, the the movement that they have and the versatility that they have in showing of such a variety of looks, the motions, the 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 move the pocket scheme, the running game. I mean, it was all around a, an outstanding performance by the offense. And I thought the defense, for as high powered of an offense that Arizona is, and usually how they come out the gate with Kyler Murray and everybody else, I thought they bottled him up very well all all game long. They won their one on one matchups and. And really, the defense looked good, and they have to be really encouraged with this first outing, especially, like I said, without Tyreek Hill and all the different questions. I mean, they answered the bell. Yeah, and I, I, I'm with you. I absolutely, you know, obviously Mahomes was was phenomenal. He made some ridiculous throws, but I absolutely love the play calling as well and the play design that we saw, the ability to create favorable matchups for their pass catchers and just – like we talked about last week, the depth in that receiving core was really on display. You saw everybody getting involved, and uh, it was just – it was an impressive thing to watch. And and this is a different-looking Chiefs offense this year without Tyreek, but in some ways it's it's for the better because, you know, obviously you want to key on Kelsey, try to take him away as best you can. 
but everybody else in that receiving core can get involved at any time. And they're all dangerous uh, with the speed they have and the versatility they have. So uh, I was, I was just absolutely blown away with what we saw um, from every facet of that chief's offense. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Let's get into some of the key plays from Sunday and, and what we saw. Let's get into some breakdown. <laughs> I love it. So Matt, here we go. One of the one of the first third downs of the game, a third and seven here, um, and this was just a well designed, well designed play and well executed play. Walk us through what you saw here. Right, it's third and seven, right? And third and seven, you're either expecting pressure or you're expecting coverage. In this case, you can tell with the shell up top they've got two high safeties, but you can also tell with the demeanor of the cornerbacks and as well as the linebacker position that they're playing some form of man underneath. And a lot of times what we refer to this is is 22 man. So the you've got two high safeties over the top to help protect the deep threats, but underneath they're playing with inside leverage and trying to play man coverage and undercut anything. So as you see here, it's a three by, I call it a three by O formation because Travis Kelsey is isolated up top by himself and then down below you've got three wide receiver set with juju smith schuster on the inside here so as you start to play this the other big key component right here is what we're pointing out is guess who juju smith schuster's lined up on that's a linebacker that's isaiah simmons he's a freak of nature we all know that but that is not a good matchup for anybody let alone a big linebacker like that even as versatile as he is this is a tough matchup for him. So as you can see with this route, as it starts to progress here, Mahomes is taking his drop. He's starting left. This is a progression read. We got a post-wheel combination down here by those two wide receivers. Now, what I love about Juju Smith-Schuster's um, release pattern here is he inside release. And we used to call this throwback. Some people will say it's an inside release sale route. But what he's doing here is selling that over-crossing route and he gets Isaiah Simmons to go for the undercut very early because he's panicked, right? And then as you see, he comes back out into that window. So it's a true progression read. Post is not really there. Wheel, there's not a ton of separation there either. You might get a two-on-one on the safety, but now Juju Smith-Schuster wins, and he just absolutely kills Isaiah Simmons. Mahomes does a good job escaping, delivering the baby, and on onward we roll. Yeah, and Mahomes' escapability here too. And that was what we saw all day, his ability to move inside and outside of the pocket because as as great a job as the Chiefs receivers did getting open as well as Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy did scheming them open, there were those times too where Mahomes had to, had to buy time to be able to make it work. And, um, you know, we've seen that over the years. That's, that's part of what makes him so special. And that was, that was on full display. And yeah, as he said, anytime you get a wide receiver matchup against a linebacker, I don't care how good that linebacker is, it's such a huge advantage to your offense. And and that's what Juju adds to this team this year that they haven't really had in the past is a guy that that operates primarily out of the slot that's just such a crisp route runner and, and really such a dangerous threat, um, especially in these third down situations. I know two years ago, he led the NFL in receptions on third down um so you know right out of the gates here that's who Mahomes is looking for and uh results in a huge play yeah and I'll say this I think that there are times in this offense because Mahomes loves to get depth in the pocket as we we know but that puts a tremendous amount of stress on those tackles at times if you if you're not hitting your foot and stepping right up into the pocket then that 
that defensive end has the ability to turn the corner. Uh, was it is it uh, on the left tackle here? He has the ability to turn the corner just because of the depth in the pocket. But again, it's something that's a comfort level for Patrick, and it's his ability to feel it, see it, and then escape out of the pocket and still keep his eyes downfield to create that play. And then moving on to the second play here, um, once again, the Chiefs able to get themselves a favorable matchup here, getting Travis Kelsey isolated one-on-one on Isaiah Simmons. Again, not to pick on him. It's not really his fault. He's getting stuck in, in situations where he's really at a disadvantage um, as far as the matchups. Anybody one-on-one against Travis Kelsey is going to have a hard time, but especially, again, especially a linebacker, no matter how freakishly athletic he is. So walk us through this one, Matt. Right. Well, you saw that it was man-to-man coverage because when McCole Hardman runs across the formation here, the cornerback's traveling with him, right? So as he runs across, they've got a five-man front. You're expecting pressure, but it's a five-man pressure. Now, this is a typical bootleg, but it's from gun. So you're you're selling the outside zone here with a what I like to call is a flash, right? McCole Hardman's flashing back across the – or slashing back across the formation. He's trying – to stop the defensive end's feet because, look, this guy on the outside, they're not blocking him, so they're trying to hold him from just running right at Patrick. And Patrick understands that's the unblocked guy, but McCole Hardman's not going to touch him. He's just going to run out in the flat to give you that high-low. Kelsey, on the other hand, once again, favorable matchup, which you just talked about, is on Isaiah Simmons, who is a linebacker, Travis Kelsey being not only one of the best is the best tight end in the league, but he's also one of the best wide receivers in the league. So that's a great matchup. So you've got the corner, you've got the flat, and then from up top, you've got that slot guy coming over to being third in your pattern. If you get to the third guy, you you might, but really it's a high-low read here. And when Kelsey wins off the line of scrimmage, does a great job of getting off that press. He's run the corner route, and now all Patrick has to do is give him the ability to go out and make the play, which he does. Great yeah, throw, and that- great execution. Fantastic. And and as you pointed out, that backfield action, too, you have to – it just freezes some of these defenders for an extra second. You see the safety peering in the backfield, one of the linebackers peeking in the backfield just to, to try to decipher what's going on back there. And that little hesitation, that there's no way that safety is going to be able to get over from the middle of the field and help out on Kelsey um, just from that split second of hesitation, having to, you know, having to make sure that ball doesn't, you know, it, it's not handed off and, and doesn't go to one of those guys, uh, either Hardman or McKinnon. Um, and as you said, yeah, Mahomes processing this quickly to realizing, okay, um, you know, the end didn't bite on Hardman necessarily the way we wanted him to. So I'm going to have to get rid of this ball quickly and uh, being able to make another throw off platform and just put it exactly where he wants it. It's, it's, it's a thing of beauty. It really is. It is. And the other part about this is it's a lot of great coaching. I mean, when understanding the scheme that the Cardinals brought to the table, look there, they love to play man. Vance Joseph loves the pressure. He loves to do those things. So changing up your formation, changing strengths, motioning guys across, there's constant communication going on in the back end. And that's tough. Like even that slot guy that ran over with McCall Hardman, now he's running from across the field and has to run through traffic with the other linebackers to get over the top to try. So if for some reason Travis Kelsey isn't open here, I believe that he can get that ball out to McCall Hardman, and now he's running in space. So it's just overall a great job by the coaching staff, great job with their scheme and understanding their opponent and who they're going up against. 
And if you want to talk about guys running through traffic and creating confusion, this next play <laughs> was an absolute masterpiece. This is a Matt, gem. Walk, walk us through this one. Well, you, you don't see it from this angle, but I mean, the shovel pass should tell you that it worked out really well. But look at this. You got Clyde's uh, Edward Allaire coming, starting in a bunch formation. Then he comes back, motions back into the backfield, into a near eye-back formation, so to speak. You've got McCall Hardman at the halfback position lined up behind Patrick Mahomes. Now, there is a ton of communication that takes place in the bunch set, especially when you're playing man-to-man, -man, how you're going to play it, who you got, all those things. Then you motion him back in. Now there's got to be more communication. You can tell even before the snap, you saw the safety go, uh, you, me, what? and then there, there's a bunch of pointing going on in the middle of the field at the second level. I mean, they're trying to communicate on the fly. Then you snap this ball, and everybody is going out to the right. And off the same action before, they've leaked out McCole Hardman to the flat and worked their high-low on the flat corner. So they're giving the impression that it is a sprint out, we're going to throw the ball, and then Clyde Edwards, a layer off the play fake, takes his step, misdirection, then comes back underneath the defense in like a gap scheme almost because they pull the guard there and they do the shuffle pass for a walk-in touchdown. Beautifully designed. A lot of things to look at for the defense before – pre-snap and a lot of communication take place and there's just there's just not enough time for those guys to really be able to communicate to each other and be effective on the play and i and one of the, one of the things i love about this is you know when the chiefs get inside the five everything's in play that shovel pass is something that they that they love to go to and yet they package it in so many different ways you can never fully be ready for it. And this is a perfect example. Just they get, as you said, they just give you so much to look at um, that just everybody loses track of Edwards Alaire. And uh, I also love the trust from Mahomes here. You see Alaire slip a little bit in the backfield. Um, and That's Mahomes, right. it, doesn't, it doesn't throw off the timing of the play at all. Mahomes is like, I'm getting that ball out there. I trust that he's going to get his footing back and, uh, and make a play for me here because he knows if he hesitates at all, that window is going to be gone. So he has to, you know, he has to trust his guy and, and give him a chance. He's like, yeah, get up, any, get up. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any hesitation there totally throws off the timing of the play. So um, love the fact that he just, he trusts it. And, you know, he knows probably worst case scenario, even if he is still kind of slipping that ball, you know, he'll bat that ball down and it'll fall in clear or he'll catch it and, and get tripped up on the, on the one or two yard line. Um, so yeah, that ability to just trust it, stick with it and make the play. Um, even though it's not kind of going according to the plan from, from that standpoint, seeing his guy slipping, um, you know, is another, another credit to Mahomes, um, and his ability to just, you know, his confidence and his ability to process everything quickly. Um, and yeah, the last play, uh, wanted to take a look at here, we saw Mahomes uh, left wrist wrapped up pretty well. Um, during that game and I don't think people realized fully I know some people caught on to this I don't know if everyone did just how banged up that wrist was and how much it must have been bothering him because he wasn't using his left hand at all as this game progressed right. even when it came to the run game look at him handing this ball off backwards essentially uh with his right hand on a on a zone run to the right Matt have you ever seen anything like this before <laughs> I mean, uh, the only time that I really remember watching anybody do it was Carson Palmer, a friend of mine. He was, I believe he's playing with the Bengals and he had torn a ligament in his left thumb. And so he didn't have great control over the ball. And very similar to this 
instance right here in which we're watching, he would hand off even outside zones to the right, which is normally handed off with your left hand. He would hand anything off going to the right with his right hand as well, turn it over backwards and hand it off that way. So you know that that wrist had to be bugging him a little bit, considering that he wasn't even willing to put the ball in that hand. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to hand it off to the right. But, you know, it's the left hand. Obviously, it's not that important in the run game because this looked like it's more about the big boys up front, what they're able to do. I thought this was great blocking. It's the horizontal zone run scheme, outside zone. It was a great jump cut by McKinnon to see it back door. They get the safety to overcommit and the holes there. And it was a, a big, big hitter here for uh, a great gain here. Just with great blocking, they got hats on hats, got to the second level, moved line, and controlled the line of scrimmage. And it also, obviously, you got to secure the snap, but it doesn't look like they have any problem doing that with, uh, with Mahomes here. Yeah, and obviously the injury didn't affect him at all in the passing game as he, you know, those 360 yards and five touchdowns. And it didn't seem to affect his ability to, to hand it off effectively. Could this be something, though, that, that is a little bit of an issue in the run game going forward? Or do you think he's just such a great athlete he's going to be able to manage and, and continue to, to navigate things this way if, if that risk continues to bark at him? You know, until we see it with evidence that it might impact, you know, certain – certain run schemes, whether it's a counter or something like that, where it gets a little tricky with the ball handling, then I, I don't know if it's going to be an issue. The one thing that I'd say if they're, which I, I don't believe that they major in is the play action pass and how they would approach the play action pass in terms of selling it. You know what I mean? Cause if yeah. you're right hand and then you're coming back to right hand, you might not be able to get over the ball as well, but there's also ways to do that where look, we're going to, we're going to play action to the left rather than play action to the right. So now it looks, you know, very in sequence with what we normally would do but other than that as long as he's able to you know have con complete control over that handoff and complete control over the ball in terms of the handoff i think they'll be fine yeah and even on a short week as he said I, I, if they have to scheme around it i trust andy reed to be able to make that work yes um, hey sorry to interrupt but i need to tell you about our friends at DraftKings. The wait is over. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is officially live in Kansas just in time for football season. That means betting legally on same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, and more anytime and anywhere across the Sunflower State. To celebrate, DraftKings is giving new Kansas customers a can't-miss offer. Bet just $5 on anything and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code KCSN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on anything. That's code KCSN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Gambling problem? Getting help is your best bet. Call 800-522-4700. Must be 21 years or older. Physically present in Kansas. Eligibility restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. One early win token issued at opt-in. Moneyline bets only. Deposit and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility terms at DraftKings.com slash Kansas on behalf of Boot Hill Resort and Casino. Now, let's get back to the show. You can't have a more exciting oh, matchup man. on Thursday Night Football in Week 2 than Chiefs Chargers, uh, especially after the way that both of those games played out last year with the additions that the Chargers have made. Uh, we know J.C. Jackson will not be on the field, but right. Khalil Mack will be. 
Uh, and, and after his phenomenal debut with three sacks uh, in that win over the Raiders, uh, including the, the game-winning strip sack on, on Derek Carr, Bosa had a sack and a half in that game. Uh, it's it's going to be a lot for the Chiefs to handle, but what are you looking at uh, as we look ahead to this this Thursday night matchup? I mean, this is going to be a dogfight. It's a division rivalry. The Chargers has finally put themselves in a position where I feel like, at least they feel like, that they compete can compete with the Kansas City Chiefs and hopefully overtake this division. But at the same time, until it's done, until the Kansas City Chiefs prove otherwise or the LA Chargers prove otherwise, then it's still the Kansas City Chiefs division to be lost. But at the same time, I think both teams, they're they're different, right? They have a different roster. And while their coaches are the same, I think the Chargers have gotten better on the defensive side of the ball. And so that will be something interesting to look at to see how much of an impact a guy like Khalil Mack will have on this game, how they do, how they handle him in terms of pressure. Is it chip help? Is it putting presence over him with a tight end? All those types of situations. Can they get the run game going? Because they're much better against the run uh, this year, I think, with Khalil Mack in there because he can hold down the edges. And then, again, this is always a battle. You've got two of the premier quarterbacks, young quarterbacks in our league. Both of them are MVP caliber players. And that's when it becomes exciting because these are high octane, high powered offenses that can score at will. And is it going to be one of those games that it's the last man standing, whoever has the ball last? Is it going to be the electrifying performances that we think of? And a lot of people don't also also think about it's a Thursday night football game. There's limited preparation. Now that preparation probably by the coaching staff and also their advanced scouting department has started prior to this last game. But at the same time, for players, you're recovering from a Sunday a Sunday game. Your Monday is really, you're moving, you're turning the page, you're moving on to the next opponent because you got to start your film study and what they're doing for the LA Chargers, for the Kansas City Chiefs. You start on, on Monday. Tuesday's more of a walkthrough. Wednesday, you're kind of finalizing game plans last minute and then playing on Thursday. So it's a different animal when you're talking about just general preparation for a game like this. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just interested to, to see, you know, you mentioned how you deal with Mac, but with Bosa on the other side, having two elite, elite tier pass rushers um, on, on either edge and, you know, trying to navigate that because obviously you know it's it's going to be really hard to get help on both of them um i'm interested to see kind of how they navigate that because i think this is as dangerous a pass rushing duo as we've seen in this league and uh and yeah i mean the one time i think in in his entire career that mahomes has looked somewhat human uh was in that super bowl against the bucks where they they were able to get consistent pressure i know the offensive line for the chiefs is so right. drastically improved since then um, but that is the one thing we've seen kind of throw him off his game a little bit, uh, you know, was when a team was able to get consistent pressure like that. So how do you how do you think as an offense the Chiefs can navigate not having just to deal with Khalil Mack, but two guys of that caliber? Right. You know, you have to take those guys into account because they can both be game records in their own right. Now, there's different ways to approach it, right? As I said before, it's presence of tight ends, not letting them just get a free rush at the ball. It's it's chipping. It's, you know, 
what we called was butching with the back at times, coming in on a, uh, with the wide receiver and cracking those guys, hitting them early, letting them think about something else, and then marrying that motion with something down the field to where they're a little, little bit more hesitant because this guy hit me in the air hole. So there's a lot of ways. And then the run game, right, keeping it a little bit balanced, making sure that you're not always putting yourself in a position where you're throwing the ball, where they feel like, hey, I can pin my ears back and come, and then staying ahead of down and distance. It's such an important aspect of the game that not everybody talks about. When you get in these third long situations against premier pass rushers and they know that you've got to throw to do it, well, that obviously increases the rush and increases the chances of them coming after you. And so by by making sure that you get in favorable third down situations, and I'm talking about third and five, where you still have the ability to run the ball but also throw quick game or take shots, you, you still open up that playbook a lot more so than limiting yourself to just the pass plays when you're in third and 10, third and 12. So I think being successful on first and second down, being able to run the ball, mixing in some screens, and then taking advantage of your shots, maybe with max protection to make sure you get an extra guy in there to give presence is always something that we talked about throughout the course of the week when we're going up against a really good pass rushing team, particularly with two guys that can do it. Absolutely. And yeah, I love the point. Staying ahead of, ahead of the chains is, is just so critical as you mentioned, just to, to limit those guys' opportunities to pin their ears back in a third and long situation. Um, and we have to, I know, you know, we always, we try to focus on the Chiefs offense and the defensive matchup, but you brought him up. Justin Herbert is is absolutely ridiculous as well. Um, you know, work. I work on a segment hand-to-hand -hand with Peter Schrager every week. Cool plays, bro. And uh, we featured him, uh, we featured him this week because, some of the stuff he's doing out there, it's it's Mahomesian in the way that uh, he he finds a way to do things every week that we've never really seen before. I mean, there was a throw that he made uh, with Chandler Jones grabbing his leg. He's on one foot, and uh, with Chandler Jones pulling him backwards, fires a laser, uh, does a full split after the throw, and uh, <laughs> and and still just rockets in there for like a thirty yard gain. There's another one. He's goosenecking out there after his throws. He's you know you can tell. Um, even just from last year, the confidence level is rising with him and, uh, he's a formidable force. So what do you, what have you seen from Justin Herbert so far that's, that's impressed you and, and what challenges does he present for a defense? Well, he's a guy that can do it all, you know, and as big as he is, what a lot of people don't understand is he also has the ability to get outside the pocket to take off running. He's a full field reader, can make any throw. He and he is as accurate as any quarterback in the league of those down the field throws. And he's got guys, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, those guys that can go get it. And so they're going to stress the the defense because they're going to put you in a bind. It's not like they're going to play this possession passing game. No, they're going to take their shots. They're going to throw outside the numbers because he's capable of doing it. His vision, he's got outstanding vision. He understands defense. He's a smart guy he understands what's being done but he's not one of those statues in the pocket that you saw these old school six six you know 240 guys that sit in the pocket and they're going to stay in the pocket no he's going to move outside the pocket they can set up their boot game their play action you know he's got austin eckler who adds another layer to this offense because his ability not only to run the ball but also get out and pass pattern so this is a dynamic offense as well, and they do it a little bit differently in terms of scheme of the Kansas City Chiefs. But at the same time, when you have a guy that talented leading your team, like you have a you have the potential to win any game that you're in because we saw him. He doesn't blink when they get behind. He doesn't blink when it's not going well. He's just going to keep taking firing his bullets, seeing if one or one or 
another one will will finally hit. So it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun challenge in there. It's gonna be a challenge for the secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs as well. Absolutely. And you're right about his demeanor. It was one thing that was kind of knocked in the draft process was that right. he's just kind of like a flatline guy and doesn't have a big personality. But that really works in his favor because he never seems rattled. He's just the same even keel guy throughout. And it's and it's funny. That's kind of what um, you know, when I was at at Missouri as a student quarterbacks coach, I was I was working under uh, under David Yost. Right. who happened to be his quarterback coach at Oregon early in his career. And I asked him going, going into the draft process, like, Hey, is this, is there something to this? Like, is he, you know, is he too quiet? Is he not respected as a leader? He's like, no, he's like, those guys, you don't need to be the most vocal guy to be a leader. And he leads by example. And those guys follow him because they know he's going to lead them to success because he's just such a phenomenal talent. And um, yeah. And he mentioned that about just, you know, that personality just being so even keel all the time. And uh, we've really seen it come to fruition uh, in the NFL. And he's, he's exceeded, I think, everybody's expectations with what he's been able to do so far. Right. I mean, I'll even go back to his first start against the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And this is – he's a rookie. And I remember my old teammate, Tyrod <laughs> Taylor, his, you know, Justin Herbert's first start, he gets the punctured lung right before the game. Well – you know during that week he didn't take any reps, right? Because Tyrod Taylor yeah. needs the reps to get ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. But they come up to him right before the game, and like 30 minutes before the game, and say, hey, bud, something bad happened back here. Tyrod's not going to be available. You're starting against the defending Super Bowl champions. Go out there. Let's get it done. And he takes that team, and they go to overtime that game. And at that point, you understand how special that is and the mentality that you have to have to be have a cool, calm demeanor to go out there not be over anxious, not let the moment be too big, and to go out there and just compete and execute the game plan. Even though you didn't have all the reps, you could tell right away that he could mentally handle it, that he would be prepared no matter what the circumstance is, and that he was a guy that could go out and make plays. And that's why he continued on that path, and Tyrod Taylor never got his job back. But that's a clear indication that I thought early on in his career this guy has something special. He could be an excellent quarterback, and he's proven now over the duration of just his short, short career how special he can become. Absolutely. And, Matt, before we go, I got to ask you, how do you see this one playing out? Oh, I love it. I love, I love predictions because nobody knows. The game's got to be played. <laughs> But you know what? We are doing KCSN Network, so I think it's going to be a close game, but I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think both of these offenses are going to have a tremendous amount of output. It's going to be a duel between these two outstanding quarterbacks, but at the end of the day, I think Kansas City wins on a field goal 34-31. to 31. I, I, I could not agree 10? with you. Does yeah, that make sense? Okay, that, good. that makes that makes a lot of sense, and I I couldn't agree with you more. I think um, you know we're going to see a shootout in this one. I think both offenses uh, we saw right out of the gates they're in midseason form, so uh, I expect I expect a lot of scoring. Um, I think the Chiefs take it thirty-one twenty-seven, um, and it's going to be interesting when we get round two if J.C. Jackson's back on the field. You know the Chargers get a little healthier. Obviously, Keenan Allen's banged up too um how that changes things if it changes things at all um but yeah i think this is going to be an absolute classic on thursday night that's what we've come to expect between these two teams and uh i i cannot wait for it i'm so glad we get this gift so early on in the season and uh 
you know we'll be here to break it all down for you again next week. That's what we're here for. We'll dig into the film and and we'll preview the upcoming matchups as well. So, uh, guys, thank you for joining us for Matt Castle. I'm Matt Hamilton. Tune in again next week to uh, to see us break it all down once again. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.